This episode is proudly brought to you by Candid, the app that lets you speak your mind freely. Available on iOS and Android. Download it now from your favorite app store or click the link on our website. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from taxes that are too high to audio engineers saying goodbye. <laughs> With over oh one God. million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Sean, the audio engineer. Hello, Maddox. And please welcome back, bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. Lit. And please welcome to the show, Elliot Dewberry from EDC Show. Welcome to the show, Elliot. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you sound like it. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Well, we've had you on our podcast, I think, three or four times now. Yeah. Uh, including just yesterday as we record this. So That's it correct. feels good to give back. Yeah. We uh, Look, I just as a fan of your show, uh, and Rucka was on too. Rucka and yeah. I were both on the ETC yeah. show. Give him back. Yeah. <laughs> when When is that episode supposed to air, Elliot? Sometime in the next week and a half. Okay, sometime in the next week and a half that's supposed to air, And right? the episode will be called 2016, Worst Year Ever? Yeah. And that's uh, the topic. It was, it was one of my favorite episodes I think we've done on the on the show. I mean, you know, of the of the several. But it was a really good debate, really yeah. good uh, conversation. At the top of the show, we you know, we shit on a lot of dead people. Yeah, it's like always we, fun. Like, uh, like we tend to do. And then uh, near the end, it got really poignant and then uh, ended on a light note, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. a good talk. Now, uh, before we move on, though, we got the, we got a big announcement I kind of talked about <laughs> during the intro. Sean, what the hell is going on, Sean? So, so Sean was missing last week. As you guys heard, we had Jesse Bias filling in. Great friend, audio engineer, did a good job. But hey, Sean... He's a good dude. Yeah, Sean, what's going on here? So uh, ter- you, you need to take a little bit of a reprieve. You're going on a mission, a sabbatical. Uh, yeah, going to China. Going to China, huh? What's uh, what are you farming out there? Horseradish. Yeah, horse ass, more <laughs> like it. That's so, Sean. We do need to make this announcement. You do need to be taking a break from the show. Yes, unfortunately. So, uh, what's going on? What you uh, got a big project, right? Well, I've, yeah, among other things, I've gotten really busy. It's funny in entertainment, you go from nothing to overwhelmed really easily, or sadly the other way sometimes. I'm starting a. It's going to be like a serial podcast. Um, I won't say the name or too much about it. Is it serial? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It'll be like a courtroom drama going from picking a jury uh, all the way through the final verdict. And it, it's cool. It's really, it's going to be really well done, really professional. It'll be directors, professional actors, that kind of thing on it. So it's um, among, I've gotten real busy at the studio. I, I basically permalance out of too. So I don't know how many days in a row I've worked, but there's stuff that's just, um, I've been waiting for this gig to come through for the better part of a year. They had to do, they had to rewrite almost the entire script after, I don't know if it was some legalities, something like that. I haven't gotten the whole story, but they're very serious and they want to dot their I's and cross their T's and it, it's finally set to go. So yeah. this is something you've been working on for a while now, potentially, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's but, finally come to fruition. Yeah. Which is, which fun, oddly enough is kind of rare sometimes if something doesn't go right away. Oftentimes th- they don't go because 90 plus percent of what you get promised or what is told, despite the best intentions, doesn't end up happening That's for various true. reasons. That's true. I can attest to that. It's so, a terrible business. Yeah. And the good, so the good news for all of you listening that don't want to see Sean go, uh, this shit, his project could get thrown out and he'll be right back <laughs> here. Yeah. You never know. So, so a serial, uh, Sean, we were talking before the show, potentially 26 episodes or so, right? I believe so. Okay, yeah. so so potentially in about half a year or so, you could be back here. 
Yeah, if it doesn't kill me. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it doesn't kill. No, me. no, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, that's it's a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, same thing. I, I recently started kind of permalancing at a at a new studio, and it's great because it's uh one, it's it's we're working with the best voice actors in the business on a daily basis. Everybody, everybody you've heard of, every show you like that the actors are on. It's you, you know you wouldn't believe how how few voice actors do the majority of the roles as far as the animated stuff. Yeah, it's a handful of people, and they it, all it really is the same thing. And yeah. they're so good; they are really good, and they're so good. But it's also opened uh, a lot of music opportunities, which is really my background. I did a session. That's what last week I wasn't here. I did a, a weekend uh, decent sized music session uh, with some session players and and stuff like that. So I love to do that. Yeah, very cool. Well, Sean, we wish you the best of luck. Well, thank uh, you. Really, sincerely, I mean. As uh, it's, I say this with a heavy heart, uh, but we wish you the best of luck. Uh, you know, we hate to see you go for for any any amount of time, but uh, uh, thank you, of course, for all the contributions and everything. Yeah, no, thank show. you, Maddox, Rucka, every yeah. guest on this show, of course, yeah, all the listeners, of course. It's well, it's been, you, you may speak too soon, Sean. I got hey, some voice. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Even those guys. Yeah. All right. No, Sean. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so, so uh, Elliot, we get we uh, we should get, give a more of a proper introduction. So, ETC show is how long have you guys been doing that show? You and Ricky, we have been hosting it. God, I think about three years now, more or less. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a show on YouTube where uh, it started off as kind of just like a pretty light entertainment focused show. We reported on a lot of like superhero movies and all that kind of stuff that was getting really big around then. Uh, but then. We've gradually transitioned into actually taking our job seriously and researching topics like politics and technology and uh, our, culture. Yeah, entertainment, Enter- technology, yeah. and culture. You, yeah. you would, we, Coincidentally, you would those are the things that we uh, <laughs> focus on. Uh, probably our most popular show that we do regularly is Weekly Weird News, where we just sort of kind of scour the internet for all the weirdest sort of things happening in real life and talk about them in a fun way. But uh, our most popular segment, which we don't do all that often because we want to do quality over quantity, is uh, Creepy Text Theater. We just put out a new episode of that. Yes. Maddox was in it. Correct. Did a great job. Thank you. I can be really creepy. Yeah. When I'm reading other people's text messages. Not my own, though. My, my own. I sound really suave. In print and obviously vocally. I mean, you sounded suave even saying those terrible things oh, thanks, to those, those innocent poor women. Yeah. yeah. Confidence so, wins. Yeah. That's true. That, that's true, Rucka. Um, yeah, Elliot, I brought in a clip from an old episode of Creepy Text Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one where you were, you were doing one of these segments. Uh, listen to this. Check this out. We should hang out together. Smiley face. Together. <laughs> yeah. Hey, want to hang out right now? I'm in bed sick. Still sick? Hmm. <laughs> Let me come and give you a massage. <laughs> he reads Ha-ha, the typos. No, I'm okay. Come on, hon. Does this ever work for you? Does being a fat pig ever work for you? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's good. Stay single and get used to it. Oh. Is this Trump? Hey, want to grab a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> These are actual text conversations people have had on da- different dating apps like Tinder and things like that, right? Elliot? Yeah, um, yeah. The rise of Tinder and OkCupid and all the online dating has really uh, lowered the level of discourse. Uh, I think most people's dating strategy now is a lot more scattershot. Just sort of get as much out there as you can and hope for the best. And uh, that- it's, an, it's an odds game. It's a <laughs> yeah. numbers game. Yeah, just try yeah. every possible strategy, and it'll eventually stick. 
Yeah, see what sticks to the wall. It's, it is a numbers game, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, mostly men, though. I, I see the way men and women use Tinder, and they use it a little bit differently. Like, yeah. guys, for, for the men in the room who've used Tinder, you can attest to this. You're just swiping right as quickly as humanly possible, right? Yeah, I mean, I used it years ago. I have a girlfriend now, but I used yeah. it in the like first year or so it was out. And yeah, it was just kind of, at first, you know, I had good intentions. I'm like, yeah, this will be great. And then yeah. eventually you just, no. you're just like, oh, fuck you realize it. it's a number. The first- Especially when you're like drunk, yeah. like you're just on there, you're swiping. Uh, and uh, you'll even sometimes, the, the most pathetic sight, and I was guilty of this, is when you're out at a bar in public and then you just strike out, and then you sit down at the bar with your beer, and you get on Tinder, and you start swiping. Oh. I see this happen all the time at bars, and it's just sad. So depressing. Yeah, I've seen that happen, too. Um, I I cracked the Tinder code, though. Yeah. I won't get into this on this show. I'll, I'll have a show entirely dedicated. Maybe it'll be a bonus episode, but it, it's a, I cracked the Tinder code where I was getting more matches from women, and I, was, I had to temper the amount of uh, right swiping I did. Uh, Rucka, what's been your experience? Have you ever used Tinder? I'll bet he hasn't. No, I, I use. Oh, you uh, did. I mean, I'm like I've swiped and I've matched, yeah. and then it just kind of went nowhere. Yeah. So maybe I can use some of your help. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen to the bonus episode. Looking which forward you'll be to that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of women on, especially Tinder, are a lot of them are using it mainly as a confidence booster. Just like oh, women, it, feel, yeah. it feels good to be wanted. So uh-huh. like when you get matched, you're like, okay, that's cool. My self esteem's been boosted. I have no intention of actually dating these people but feels good yeah you know i within a few messages if i'm not going if it you know what i'm going down this path already but within a few (laughs) messages if it's not going anywhere let's set up a date let's meet up yeah we can't just virtually date forever that's stupid and you can't get to know someone very well via chat no you got to meet them and i've had very few bait and switches i've had mostly a positive experience on tinder Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on, guys. Today we've got a recap of last week's debate results, voicemail, and later in the show we'll be covering the debate about whether or not Russia is making the U.S. its bitch. Then we'll round out the show with some headlines. But first, I also want to mention that we've been taking submissions for the Super Podcast Champion Edition Turbo. Mm, How's that going? That's great. I've gotten so many great submissions and some duds, i got to be honest. Um, Here's the thing, guys. When you're submitting these podcasts, I have a couple of pointers for, for people submitting. I hate when podcasts start out with small talk. Don't start out your podcast with small talk. That's the number one killer. Nobody wants to hear that. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Rucka, how you doing? How was your weekend? What'd you guys do? Oh, well, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my son had his uh, oh. fucking birthday oh. party. Oh, let Worse me tell you. Christmas yeah. update letters from, yeah. you know, little Johnny is nine now. Well, and he's, where'd yeah. the time go? Yeah, tuned, exactly. Yeah. Tuned out. He's using the unisex bathroom. Hold on a second. <laughs> I told my wife, don't leave the keys by the door. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to start shit. <laughs> you get those letters? It is all about good first impressions, though. And this is true of all, like, web-based content. If you want to attract people to something they have no idea about already. You want to make things interesting right off the bat. Instead yeah. Of just, yeah. That's like, your hook. You got to have a roadmap to the show. You at least, you know, look, I'm not saying script it. Uh, you know, you can if you want to. Uh, obviously, Sean, this uh, serial sh- uh, podcast, it's not called serial, but the serial no. podcast <laughs> that you're working on is, um, is 
probably heavily scripted for a lot of it. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's not this type. This is you know more a, a radio type show. It's a little free. It's got an outline. Of we course. Those concepts, but yeah, no. This is a, a different. This is like a drama. You want to show respect for your audience. At least have an outline. At least have a f- because over time. And guys, record multiple episodes of your show. Sean, you remember we recorded multiple episodes of this show that you're listening to. Yeah. I do. I do that with I've, every. I think the fourth one went live. The fourth one went live. Oh wow! Every single episode, every single podcast I ever work on, I I like to record early episodes and test it out and see how it feels. Even my old YouTube show, yeah. I recorded multiple versions of my first and second episode, edited them fully as if I was going to publish them, then realized they're shit, and then held off and uh, and you know redid it. Now that's how it works in TV and has for you know sixty years. Uh, most TV shows that you love. Started off as a pilot that was vastly different than what you got. And they 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 wrote it, they shot it, they watched it, and they figured out what was wrong about it and what right. worked, and then they redid the whole thing. Because and you even see shows, you even see shows evolve from the first season or second season. Oh yeah. Go back to the first season of Seinfeld and see how stiff it is. Yeah. It's and weird. how like the characters were not developed. Same thing with The Simpsons. I, I watched like first season, I was like, why did I, I can't believe I kept watching this show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. at every level of experience that you have, it's never too much that you don't have to do that practice, that exercise of recording and testing. Because look, when Jerry Seinfeld did that show, Seinfeld, with Larry David, they were both seasoned comedians. Oh yeah. With years, decades of experience behind them. And still, even them, it took them, what, at least a season or two before they got their groove. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the show became amazing, but it, it, yeah. right, it was not in the beginning. Right. So, you know, some of these podcasts that I'm getting first episodes, second episodes, guys, it shows. Uh, if you are 10, 12, 20 episodes deep, uh, it sounds a lot more like you have a rhythm, you have a flow, the format's figured out. I highly encourage you guys to record those, throw them away, or publish them if you want, but, you know, but get the feedback and listen to the feedback. And if you want feedback from me, leave a note in the comments when you submit your podcast. It's madcastmedia.com slash submit. Again, that's madcastmedia.com slash submit. I'll be listening to those, and I'll be pairing up. I think the first episode's going to go live in January, the first week of January, so exciting stuff coming up. Let me uh, talk to the people, because you're very unorganized and uninspiring. Um, <laughs> Thank wow. you, Rucka. It's, uh, How are you going to get promoted now? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Good question, Sean. That's going to be up for debate. Is there an engineer yeah, uh, opening it coming? Seems Maybe. The, <laughs> the bureaucracy of this show is uh, surprisingly vast and complicated. Yeah, there, it's yeah. a hierarchy <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure, Elliot. Yeah. yeah. So um, this show, I've, as I've told you, and this is an actual compliment, Maddox, um, your show has ruined podcasting for me. Like, hey. I can't listen to most podcasts because, like you said, they just talk about what they did this weekend and, like, you have to, like, fast forward to get to them actually talking about anything. So two things I would suggest uh, people do. Maybe three. I haven't started saying it yet. Okay, so number one, have a, it's good to have a topic or topics, but, like, a topic is good, something you know you're going to talk about. Number two, a format, right? I like format. Yeah. slash game like a yeah. game like there's a game on this show right there's right. a game there's even voting i mean and even if you don't want to have voting because you don't know how to set that shit up well no no that's the benefit of being on madcast media the voting is native to the oh, platform yeah so every podcast on the show and i highly encourage if you're not if you don't already have a format and you don't have a platform 
Uh, and uh, Ruck, I'll let you get back to this in a second. But if you don't already have that, it's built into the Madcast Media platform. So every podcast that's published, you will get your own voting app. You will get your own poll app. Like whatever you want, you can put that in there and then get the voting integrated into your show. You don't have to do. You don't have to lift a finger. It's all in the forms. So go on. Uh, voting. You you were saying you like the game. You like the flow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even more than the voting itself, but like the game that there's a game that yeah. it's like oh, it's like becomes addictive. And I guess number three will just be like uh, get Sean on your podcast. Get Guys, po- podcast gold, and uh, yeah. he's uh, he might be uh, open for uh, wait. Oh no, you got a gig. Sorry, yeah, you got a yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah, not gonna, yeah, right, he's yeah, not right. on this. I'm one, leaving yeah. because it's it's he's too busy. busy. It's too gotcha. busy. It's also, guys. I want to mention Rucka finally released the Bro Bro I'm Armenian song. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that was played from. I'm episode a 15. big fan. I watched the whole thing. It was excessively long, oh. and I did not stop it <laughs> because. There was just more and more Armenians. Yeah. That like I was like, oh, okay, this first first of all, this is just making fun of Maddox. But then <laughs> what do you mean? All, it's a tribute. All sorts of Armenians from all walks of life, including Armenians. I didn't even know were Armenians. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. I, I learned something. You know, I always say there would be a lot more of them if not for Turkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. You know what? <laughs> fuck you, Sean. Thank you for uh, when does that gig that? start, Sean? <laughs> Not soon enough. Yeah, I'll yeah. say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rucka, the video is so fucking funny. He put his heart and soul into this thing. Yeah. And there's a part I, I, you know, I've watched it about four <laughs> times now. And every time I pick up a little something different, like at some point he just cuts to a Mercedes commercial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. <laughs> and there's, there's another part where uh, he has. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> he has my head superimposed over one of the Rangers, and he's fighting someone. And I looked closely, and it's a bar of soap. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kicking away bar of soap. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of hidden gems in that oh, video. Yeah, that's so, pretty uh, amazing. Like a bro, bro, I'm, I'm Armenian on yeah. YouTube. We'll link to it on the website. Uh, super funny. And then uh, Rucka, you also have another song. Yeah, actually, uh, I actually wrote this a while back, uh, partially inspired by uh, your shenanigans, Sean, because you were coming on here and claiming to be this super duper Italian. Oh and uh, yeah, you did claim that. Come so, on, you know this is uh, also from my upcoming album uh, that drops on Christmas. Uh, it's, uh, so the song is well, I'm not even going to tell you what it's called. Okay, I'll tell you. It's called Dago Wops. <laughs> tell me, it's like a '50s doo wop song. Well, I'm not. I'll, I can tell you that if you really want to hear me to tell you that. But uh, <laughs> I apologize in advance for any uh, disparaging things in this song, like the title. <laughs> no, anything that's disparaging to non-Italians. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's do. Let's listen to this. Could you? There's a race of people. Isn't too great. They make some good food and a two percent aid. They're called Italians. They're a batch of slabs. All of them stink and they're all part of the mob. Well, they're all crusty old faggots who Right next to me. Let's take a 
shit. Yeah, I'd watch that show. I'm speechless. Yeah, yeah is that a, it sounds like a sitcom intro. Sounds like an Olive Garden endorsement. It yeah. does. Yeah. Well, the bottomless salad. Yeah, yeah it's good what, stuff. What's that show? Archie Bunker. Sounds like it could be like an Archie Bunker <laughs> intro. Yeah. All right? the family. <laughs> right. The intro to a show is just how much he doesn't like Italians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes the songwriting process takes you in a direction that you didn't even see coming. So the song ended up just kind of almost insulting people that are not even Italian. So we yeah, apologize for that. Yeah. We, ne- we never meant to hurt anybody's feelings that, are, that that is not Italian. No, of course. Uh, <laughs> all right, but moving on, guys. Last week's debate, we had Jessica Saffron and Adam Dravian on from the amazing comic Satan Ninja, yeah. 1980X. Amazing. So, so much fun. A lot of people loved it. It was one of our most spirited debates I think we had on the show. And the debate was posed, did the 80s suck shit or were they cool? Because a lot of people think that the 80s is more popular than ever. Some people love it, and others hate it. The Everything audience, comes back, though. Yeah. yeah. That was essentially the conceit of the debate last week, Sean, uh, is, is, you know, the 80s have come back. It's I, I would say this decade is more 80s than the 80s was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, the thing about that, though, is, uh, like, it's you, you bring back what worked, and you leave behind the vast majority of things that were god-awful. Yeah. That, that's how nostalgia works. So the 80s was the throwaway podcast of this decade. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that was. That you know, we figured out the 80s in this decade. Yeah. And now it's cool, but in the 80s it sucked. That was my argument. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the audience last week voted 70% that it was cool. Hmm. They liked the 80s. They weren't even alive. That's what I, I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of bozos. So there's already a nostalgia factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It must have been better back then. Yeah. yeah. We need to make America like the 80s. Yeah. Great like the 80s. Great again Again. like the 80s. (laughs) Uh, We also voted last week. I also put this to the audience to vote. And again, you can do whatever type of voting you want once you're part of the platform on Madcast Media. But I posed this question to the voters. Should we change weird Matthew McConaughey's name to weird Jason Siegel? Absolutely not. He's weird Matthew McConaughey. I don't care if he sounds more like Jason Siegel. That's, no way. Well, Sean. No way. By a 92% margin... The audience voted to keep it the same. Yeah, come on. Yeah. People like uh, Weird Matthew McConaughey. So, uh, Elliot, and for, for people who haven't heard this show before, and also Elliot, um, we have this regular caller. No, I, I, I'm oh, well know. aware of Weird Matthew McConaughey, and his voice does sound like a slightly pitched-down version of Jason Siegel, mostly right. in terms of his intonation and his cadence. Yeah. So, but there you go, Sean. Congratulations. Uh, we, we are keeping him the same. Good. Yeah, Sean. So, uh... Anytime you're, you know, not doing the show, you can uh, be comforted by the fact that Matthew McConaughey is not Jason Siegel. Yeah. Nice. We're still calling him that. I am. Also, <laughs> uh, sleep easy at night. Yeah. Also, I have my true opinion of what I believe of the debate last week. The 80s were okay. There you go. Well, that's not a the firm stance. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a fucking cop out. No, it's not. So. No, it's not, Elliot. No, <laughs> the 80s were fine. Fuck fence off. Straddler. That's what I have to say. It's oh not fence straddling, Sean. They were yeah. just okay. You're Every a real flip flopper. I'm not a flip flopper. Yeah. That's yeah. a firm position on okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree <laughs> with you, but in the spirit of this show, okay is a very just you know middle what? of the road. Yeah. Like You know what? Sometimes it's called nuance, Elliot. It's, it's very unmatics of you. <laughs> That's to... what this show's known for. <laughs> yeah, nuance. Yeah. Nuance. I'm the most nuanced man in the universe. <laughs> Listen, the 80s were okay. All right. We had a shitty economy, the Cold War. People were scared to death of AIDS. 
and huge shitty hair. We had huge shitty hair everywhere. Bushes yeah. were out of fucking control. Yeah. Didn't the economy grow a huge amount in the 80s? Yeah, in the no, last, the 90s. In the later parts of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. later parts of the 80s. Everyone Which is was the 90s. buying houses no, and but yeah, well, <laughs> and then we had the yeah, then we had the crash yeah. in 91, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had RoboCop, we had Rambo, we yeah. had Voltron. Look, entertainment was cool Transformers were good. Yeah. Movies were good. Cartoons were good. We had action movies. Great. Fine. Okay. Fuck off. I get it. It's it was the 80s were okay. We also had new wave and hair metal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, some people pointed out in the comments, Sean. They said, well, Pantera came from the 80s. That's and, true. And, 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 and you know what? They were kind of a glam band. They, they were a glam they were, band. Like, yeah, Dimebag yeah. went by Diamond Daryl. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Listen, man, the 80s were the warm-up session for Pantera, okay? Now they kick ass. Mm. Well, they kicked ass and then Rest in peace, Dime Bag Girl. Um, anyway, Sean, I have the envelope I've handed to you with my true opinion. I want you to open that up just to confirm that I haven't changed my opinion, Elliot. You'll see. What does it say, Sean? It says the 80s were okay. Hey, smart. What a genius. It's almost as if you can't judge an entire decade uh, as good or bad. Well, you, it's you almost can. like that. The 20s were shit. I'm going to say that. But they they, they, they called them for everyone. They called them the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, because they mm. roared us into the Great Depression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Is, is there any is, anything else you want to add to? I do, actually. Sean? Yeah. Hey, Maddox. Yes? I know we said at the top of the show that I'd be taking a break, but I was just kidding. And I'm doing your show forever. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> and it has an emoji with uh, sunglasses and headphones on it. Hey, that's oh, pretty cool yeah. emoji. Looks just like me. Yeah. Hey, well, there you go. I guess Sean just announced that he's staying. So yeah. normally, Sean, I, I hand you those, el- uh, those envelopes ahead of time. Obviously, this one I had to uh, improvise because exactly. you were here last week. But anyway, guys, moving on. I think you guys will recognize this caller. Hey, mate. <laughs> fuck you for bagging on Led Zeppelin. And fuck you for being a coward and doing it while Sean is away. I hope mm-hmm. you play this voicemail so Sean has a chance to hand your ass to you tell you what a fucking dumbass you are for not liking Led Zeppelin. I get him, Sean. Acting like all the music, like the intro to the show is music that wasn't influenced by Led Zeppelin. You fucking dumbass. <laughs> Secondly, Rucker. It's been yeah. like six months of listening to you. I only just got around to listening to your stuff on the internet. And it is so fucking funny. Hey, like, oh. oh my God. I'm going to have to buy your album or something to support you because that's seriously good stuff. <laughs> Lastly, where the fuck is my t-shirt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you not send it? <laughs> I still haven't sent it. What the fuck? I'm cooking something up, Sean. Oh, I wish you could be here yeah. for it. You know what, Sean? How about this? You know, I know you'll be gone, mm-hmm. but maybe you could do some call-ins sometimes. Absolutely. All right, good. We got and, some uh, how about this? When Sean is able to come back, you know, hopefully, yeah. e- even just for a visit, maybe in like six months, that's when you'll send out the T-shirt. Maybe. <laughs> By the way. Uh, don't, don't do the Aussie like that. No. No, he's going to get his shirts. He's gonna it costs like $80 to send, yeah. like, a letter to Australia. Australia mm-hmm. is the most expensive uh, shipping destination in the world. Really? I think outside of Kuwait. They really picked a poor location for that country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> move it, move it. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Aussie, thank you for the kind words, but let me tell you, without Led Zeppelin, I would be nowhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Led Zeppelin. Sean, are you a Led Zeppelin fanatic? Are you a Zepp head? Of course not. Yes. A lead oh, head? Is that on. what they call them? I think they call it, yeah. I mean, What's your favorite are- five Led Zeppelin songs? Go. <laughs> Dude, do you really have uh, yeah. to? Just name five Led Zeppelin songs. Name five Led Zeppelin yeah, name songs? name them. Name them. Oh, I'll name the fourth record. Okay, we got, uh, I'll name the first record. Good Times, Bad Times. Like, I believe Dave, him. I'm going to leave you. All right. Yeah, yeah. I believe him. Okay, you found, you found one guy that could name <laughs> look, more than look, look. one song. Zeppelin kind of ushered in an era of 
rock that was Zeppelin and Black Sabbath were you had the the 60s pop which was great great stuff but they kind of ushered in an era of in Zeppelin's case that first record was a lot of jangling like hard electric blues no I <laughs> heard you, tambourines. you know what? I was out <laughs> I, I was out and, and I barely I didn't listen to the podcast much because I didn't really have time to go through and edit yeah, like I normally yeah. do but I heard you describe Led Zeppelin <laughs> as an 80s band with jangly bullshit. I mean, yeah. And I was out. <laughs> yeah. I was out. I, I think I, ca- probably I, was ca- like, I called him on that, I, yeah. right? We, yeah. we all yeah. said they're 70s band. Yeah, whatever. But they you are know, absolutely a 70s band, and jangly is the last word I would ever use to yeah. describe Led Zeppelin. Jangly. What's their most popular song? Stairway to Heaven? Of course. It's FM Radio's most popular song. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not my favorite song. Honestly, no. they don't even play it on the radio. I listen, yes, that, that, that cliche is just a cliche. It had, they haven't played it. People have been sick of that song for longer than it's been. I don't out. know. They have, but it's still played all the time. I would. I like. I. I don't know how you can listen to like immigrant song and not want to like bang your head and drive over the speed limit. Like, uh, maybe bang your head into a wall. Oh, I don't me, know which song. Which song is that? An immigrant song. song? Oh, okay. No. No. All right, that's Led right. Zeppelin. You know that's, yeah. that's a cool song. That yeah. song is like there's a million. It, it of was them. ahead of its time, like at a time when Led Zeppelin was playing a bunch of Led Zeppelin. Here was this one song that was good enough to be like a 2000s uh, car commercial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They right. they play rock and they licensed rock and roll to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, let me let me tell you what. When I was ten or eleven years old, um, I had always heard about this song "Stairway to Heaven." So I I, yeah. I, I, I for whatever reason. I don't know why we didn't go to the store, but it was like sometimes I made my mom order this three album thing off of like Columbia House. Shit. Oh, like no. everybody, everybody under like 30 is going, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, it was Led Zeppelin 4, which is a yeah. w- one of the definitive records of their account. Some people would say like it's the one because it has Stairway on it. It was the Who's Greatest Hits and the Doors Greatest Hits were these <laughs> three records that came. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really wanted it for the Zeppelin. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I had started playing guitar at that time. That's like, but you know, this whole like, oh, they influenced everybody. Yeah, well, and if cavemen never uh, hit rocks with, with <laughs> yeah. rocks, well, there would like, be no Led Zeppelin. Does yeah. that mean we should sit around no, listening to cavemen when Led Zeppelin came look, along? they influenced a lot, but they were influenced by a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind namely, of- uh, Namely the old blues yeah, musicians. Mainly a lot of black people. But, yeah, Led Zeppelin absolutely. one is like one of the most famous works of plagiarism yeah. ever. Yeah, ever Stones put, plagiarized. Which is yeah. why we don't listen to Led Zeppelin well, on this podcast. We don't yeah, support they, well, racial did, appropriation. No, and they did, uh, you know, they were sued by Willie Dixon yeah. um, it successfully- um, because yeah, the, that was Led Zeppelin two, I think, for a okay. whole lot of love and union love. Anyway, yeah. When I here's here's how Zeppelin influenced me. I had I was kind of into Hendrix at the time, and uh, you know, I grew up on the '60s pop bands, grew up on the Beatles and all that kind of stuff, and, and still love that stuff, love the songwriting. But um, when I put on Led Zeppelin four, and the first track is Black Dog, mm-hmm. and when that came in, it rocked my world in a way I did not know a band could sound like that. I did not know an electric guitar could sound like that. And I and by the time rock and roll came on the second track, I was sold. That's, I was done. I, it was over. I, I, gotta I t- wanted a Les Paul immediately. Sean, I gotta tell you, like you can listen to a podcast engineer, but you never realize their musical influences. That's thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I got a sample from that song. Five minutes of your life you'll never have back. Here's a here's a Led Zeppelin song, I think. Let me uh let's let's listen to this. There you go. It's a bunch of jangly tambourine bullshit. This is it. Led Zeppelin. Well, that's that's not John Bonham playing drums. Are you sure? <laughs> it just sounds like Led Zeppelin to me. Yeah. 
I mean, that was jangly. I don't know. Yeah. I can't verify whether that was actually Led Zeppelin. It was Led Zeppelin. That was their way to heaven. <laughs> yeah. But it was Whatever. just like yeah. jangly. Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, I got another Australian caller. This is, I don't bring in very many positive voicemails, but uh, here's one from Australia. Listen to this. It's Genevieve. I'm calling from Australia. Oh, ooh, um, I just wanted to leave Australia. you a hopefully brief voicemail. Sorry, I'm like three glasses of wine in, and it's Wednesday night after It's good work. for brevity, which is like Monday um, our time. Just to yeah. say thank you. <laughs> I sent you an email months ago. I was at sort of my lowest fucking ebb. And you were kind enough to respond to me, and I thought that was really fucking awesome. Um, hey, who responded? I did. Fuck oh, yeah. fucking haters, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. You'll always have supporters, me being amongst them, and just so cool. fuck it, dude. You're yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Take care, man. Yeah. Amazing, man. Keep doing you, what you're doing. You hear that? Wow. Sexy Australian chicks. So, yeah. Into it. You're I mean, such, you don't know what she mm-hmm. looks like. You're such a hero, man. Yeah. I know? am a hero. For, like, you know, people re- don't realize you get <laughs> so much uh, fan mail. You don't have time to answer them all. But you it- know what, though? I, I go through my inbox sometimes at random, and I pick a few emails. I look at the subject lines. If the subject lines sound interesting... Then I'll click on it and I'll open it up. And sometimes, so I, I respond to emails in the following way. If I happen to be opening my inbox and I get one as I open it, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll respond immediately to that because it's right there. Yeah. Or I'll go through my first or second page of emails. I never go deeper than that because it's just too much. I, I go through my first or second page and I just pick some at random that look like they have interesting subject lines. Because right now my inbox has 69,000 emails in it. Nice. Unread. Uh, and that's just my my Maddox inbox. I've got other inboxes. I've got my, the Facebook. There's too many comments. I can't reply to all of them. But every now and then I do, and I got a really nice voicemail. What, Rucka? Nothing. What? That's what I thought. <laughs> Very nice email. Good job. <laughs> great, great voicemail too, Maddox. Thank you. I'm really yeah, I'm really yeah. glad you brought that one in. Yeah. Good. I hey, am- Maddox. Uh, good good talking to you the other day. <laughs> yeah. I just had a drink. Oh, it was a very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Here's uh here's another one. I think this one's for you, Elliot. Listen to this. Elliot Dewberry, how good did it feel when you first learned you had an IMDb page? Do you ever go on there and read the uh, message board or comments on there? How uh, often do you Google yourself? Yeah, Weird Matthew McConaughey has some questions for you. Uh, Well, thanks, Weird Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I wasn't even sure I had an IMDb page, and now I'm uh, very concerned about what might be written in the comments section on there. So yeah. I'm going to look at that right now. And, uh, oh, I do have an IMDb page. Yeah, there you go. Um, in order to put anything on it, you've got to update it yourself. Like, no, people I, don't know yeah. that. It's no. Like, no, nobody does that for no, you. No, Sean, here, here's the thing. I have one, too, and I've never updated it. I don't even know how. Yeah. I don't know who does it. Like, uh, I look in there, and sometimes just... They allegedly pro- verify things, but yeah. they yeah. don't. I, there are no comments on my IMDb page, uh, Weird Matthew McConaughey, so that's Oof. on you. Oof. Go ahead and... Get that started, I guess. Yeah. No, I, you know, I'll work on different projects. You know, I'm a, I'm an actor. Mm. Yeah. From, uh, among other things. From, from Ooga Booga. Yeah. Yeah. World famous horror movie. I don't know if you've seen it, Elliot. Well, I haven't, famous. but I, I, I do know that you were very disappointed to not receive the Razzie. I, no, Oscar. Oscar was what I was going oh, for. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar. All right. I got another voicemail. Listen to this. <laughs> Hello, Maddox. Oh, no. This is Harry Oldman. And I must be your (laughs) oldest fan because I've been reading your website since this first came out in the 90s. No kidding. My (laughs) 90s, that is. (laughs) Maddox, you are a brilliant writer. 
you're just like George R. Martin. Because you'll probably fucking die of old age before you finish your next book. Okay. Seriously, Maddox, finish your fucking book already. I don't have much time left. (laughs) That's how I sound when I die. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for that. Didn't know Gary Oldman was had aged so badly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure he said Gary Oldman or Harry Oldman because last week we had at the tail end of the show we had a voicemail of a guy who said his dad was the oldest listener to the show at 67 years old. Really? So, yeah, this, well, this guy guy's like, 90. Well, he started reading in his 90s. Yeah, so he so could he's be, in like his one teens, I think. Yeah. He's an uh, 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 septuagenarian. What do they call those? Uh, he's over 100. Yeah, he's over 100. Cent- centenarians? Centenarians. Centenarians. Uh, Sean, here's a, I think, I think you'll recognize this caller. Okay. Hey, Maddox, it's me again. Just want to talk about Sean a little more. Oh. So, what? <laughs> now he says, oh, my Mexicans don't usually talk to me that way? Yeah. So what, you all Mexicans now, you piece of shit pendejo? Several. Piece of shit, hijo de puta. Piece of pendejo, puto maricón. Caga leche. <laughs> <laughs> Just went on. Yeah. And a couple episodes ago, I put my it. Mexicans, yeah. Yo yeah. tengo chile, jalamela. Whoa. Oh, hey. Spicy, Sean. Mm-hmm. He'll get a kick out of that. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I asked the, the listeners to try to come up with a name for that caller. I got one. I got a suggestion here. Listen to this. Yeah, you're looking for a nickname for the Mexican guy that hates Sean? Yeah. I got your nickname. Bad Ombre. <laughs> Think about it. It's good. Bad, Bad Ombre. Topical. Ombre. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. Pretty catchy. Adios. All right. Is he, do, is he gonna stop calling in if I'm not on the show? I guess, or maybe you know, I maybe he'll just keep calling in, and badger you without here. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I'll, I'll miss that guy. I, I, I'm gonna give him his your uh, your home phone number. Yeah, good <laughs> idea. He can be one of my, he can be one of my Mexicans. Yeah, <laughs> Sean, Sean. If you if you're part Mexican, this would be a good time to let us know. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all Mexican. Okay, uh, there it is. Good to know. All right, guys, uh, coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines, but joining again this week, my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali, let's hear his buzzer. And Elliot Dewberry, let's hear his. Yeah. There it is. So on to the debate this week, guys. Russia has been implicated by 17 intelligence agencies in hacking the United States election. This is from USA Today. Donald Trump's claim that the United States has, quote, no idea who is behind the recent email hacks is just not true. The fact-checking website PolitiFact says that Hillary Clinton is correct when she says 17 federal intelligence agencies have concluded that Russia is behind the hacking. But to be clear, the the Russians controlled the release of the emails, right, and who they were sent to. Like, you're not talking about them hacking electronic systems. There's a lot of like levels Because that. that's— Yeah, the, most likely—I mean, here, here's the thing. There are a few— agents in the world, you know, government or otherwise, that have this capability to be able to... Well, but I just want to be clear, like, I haven't heard anything about them actually hacking into the system and, like, changing votes or no. anything oh, like no, that. There's no, 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 no there's no, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah there's no vote manipulation. Uh, yeah, yet, it was just the release of, of yeah, information. Right. Yeah. To, yeah. 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 Okay. See, just so Maddox, like, it, like, if somebody is listening to say they hacked the election and someone like Sean happens to not be here to, uh, you know, to find out what exactly you mean by that as will be the case next week, <laughs> it sounds like you're saying the Russians chose our president by casting votes in her favor or something. Well, we, you know, the verdict is, is out here. This is according to PolitiFact. Yeah, he, okay. They said 17. Right through. Right li- literally just <laughs> fucking let me talk and then just change the topic. No, no, we're talking about this. Okay. Because yeah. they may have evidence well, of that, but, what you're exactly saying. They may have, but 
Okay. Okay. Well, well it's still I'll, it's I'll still a preliminary out. investigation. Okay. It's still ongoing, guys. Right. Uh, Seventeen intelligence agencies, civilian and military, who have all concluded that these espionage attacks, these cyber attacks, come from the highest levels of the Kremlin, and they are designed to influence our election. I find that deeply disturbing, Clinton said. This was uh, during the debate era. But uh, they're still investigating on whether or not they actually tampered with some of the machines themselves. There's uh, there's supposedly a report about that potentially happening in Wisconsin, and that there was a block. Now there's a bipartisan commission. I was heard that, I was heard that they were not, like, on a network. No, they're not on a network, but those machines can be tampered with. They have mm-hmm. found I guess, some of those machines that have been mm-hmm. tampered with. Now, Maddox, I'm not saying that you're a— um, a murderer and a thief and a child abusing arsonist. But I'm not saying that, but there's an ongoing investigation. So, you yeah. know, there's some questions people well, have. Okay, Rock, I'm not saying you are. Look, look Rock, I'm not saying Bill Cosby drugged and raped a whole bunch of women. Look, there's an ongoing investigation, but we can't conclude right. so, anything. Yeah. So, yeah, there, so with, as in yeah. Bill, Bill Cosby's example is basically saying there's too many people saying it's true for it not to be true, but he there's, he gets his day in court. Just like uh, the question is, did the Russians flat out pick our president? Well, there's an ongoing investigation. No, no, no. Mm. Look, I mean, look, there's evidence not, they helped leak the emails. That's all that matters, all right? That's the discussion that we're having. It, we, we're not even, we don't even need evidence that they have tampered with the actual votes themselves because they have influenced our election. By doing what? By specifically releasing this hacked information from the emails of Hillary Clinton. Okay, so that's not the same as just uh, tampering with the election itself. Well, so the... Right now, it's it's muddy because no one's speaking uh, officially. It's all sources say because they don't want to speak on behalf of their agencies because right. that would violate protocols. But all these old newspapers, they have contacts within law enforcement. They have contacts within intelligence who will provide information to help them with stories without identifying themselves. And uh, right now, they're saying that it's looking like the same people that hacked the DNC also hacked the RNC. They looked at the information they had. They decided... Who do we want to damage? And they really saw Donald Trump going out there and being like, oh, yeah, Vladimir Putin, great guy, love him. And they're like, okay, so we should probably release information that helps this guy and sabotages his opponents. So, makes they, perfect well, sense. so they release all the dirt on Hillary. They hold on to the, the dirt on Donald Trump so that for they, blackmail, can use, yeah, they can blackmail. use that as leverage yeah. later on. Yeah. So, yeah, my I mean, my uh, dog in this fight is not did the Russians influence our election. My dog is Maddox being honest when he reports something. And in this case, he goes, the Russians hacked our election and then just quickly moves on. Because that's because what the you headline wanna, says, Rucka. It says the 17 intelligence agencies are implicated in hacking this the guy US holds up a piece of paper but you every know time that's a he... headline to get readers right to get views but the article says that too it's from it USA says, Today. Look, it says uses the word they hacked our election but as you as a human being with a brain and a mind who could who actually wants to convey the truth can explain what you mean they hacked Hillary's emails whatever they released information that was damaging but to just say yeah, they hacked our election, move, you know, and then just talk about. I just it. want to clarify the the talking points. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's complicated and it's changing constantly, and it's it's also the kind of thing like Bill Cosby that is difficult to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt. Well, but wait, easy wait. to see, you know, no, a here, good here, picture. Here, you only like, need to, easy to imply look, in okay, court. Yeah. You only need to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Look, guys, we have a bunch of dullards. Okay, a bunch of dullards weighing in on this opinion. Now, here's the problem with. You know, uh, Elliot, to have evidence shown out there in public, okay? Because sometimes, in order to show your evidence, 
you have to show your hand about Absolutely. about your evidence collecting techniques. I agree, I th- and that's why people are like, "Oh, why didn't why didn't these people come out with all the evidence they had right away?" And it's like, yeah, you don't do that if you're investigating something. Well, for take uh, case in point, if the U.S. came out and said, "Hey, guys, we got the fucking smoking gun," and it's a conversation Vladimir Putin had in his office in the Kremlin, well, the next question is, how the fuck did you get that conversation? Of Vladimir Putin that's, in the Kremlin. Yeah, that's another thing people need to understand. And people have brought this up. They're like, oh, why should we trust the CIA and the NSA? These guys have done a lot of shady shit over the years. And they have, um, totally. And it's like, so people are like, okay, so that, that doesn't make them credible. They'll say whatever helps them out. But these guys would know better than anyone else on Earth uh, exactly how something like this would work. Right. And it's, it's all we've got. It's very awkward for them to explain how they know that, though, because that would mean them revealing Sources. that we do the same shit. Of course. We, it's understood that everybody spies on everybody all the yeah. time. Um, here's a clip I have from CNN. Uh-oh, where- Clinton News Network? <laughs> Clinton News Network. Yeah, might as well just listen to Maddox. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. <laughs> here's a clip I have from CNN. This, is, this may give you some insight into why Russia wants to tamper with the U.S. election. Listen to this. Donald Trump is gushing again over Vladimir Putin. If he says great things about me, I'm going to say great things about him. Trump believes Putin called him brilliant a few months ago. Putin later said he only called Trump bright. But tonight, it's Trump's comments about the Russian president's leadership made to NBC News, which have brought serious fallout. I mean, the man has very strong control over a country. Now, it's a very different system, and I don't happen to like the system. But certainly in that system, he's been a leader far more than our president has been a leader. Putin, the man who invaded Ukraine, annexed Crimea, backs the brutal Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad, crushes those who oppose him inside Russia, and may well be responsible for the hack of the Democratic National Committee's computers. That Vladimir Putin, Trump says, outshines President Obama. All right. So the debate this week is, is the U.S. Russia's bitch? That's the debate this week. You can vote now before hearing the full debate on madcastmedia.com. I want to hear what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Russia is playing us like a fiddle. And again, we don't have the full evidence yet that they may have tampered with the actual voting, which is irrelevant at this point because they are definitely, we definitely have evidence from all 17 U.S. intelligence agencies, including the FBI, the CIA, the Coast Guard, the Defense Intelligence Agency, the Department of Energy, the Department of Homeland Security, the NSA, the Navy intelligence, to name a few. We have all these intelligence agencies that have come out now and said that Russia has definitely been trying to influence our election. Now, I, Elliot, what side of the debate do you want to take? Do, do you think that They Russia- are absolutely making us their bitch right now. Really? Why is that? Uh, because of, uh, obviously, they're, they're playing us like a fiddle. They, they, they have, when you have a government like Russia, where it's more repressive and less democratic, they are... And they're, and they're more willing to just sort of say, fuck free speech and, and fuck borders and all this shit. They already are starting off on a much more powerful position than a country like the U.S., where we, we admire free speech. We, we, we hold a, I, I would say our morals as a country are more Western, more progressive, whatever. So what I'm saying is it, it's easier to win when you're playing dirty. And, okay. Uh, when you have the will to do what the other person does not have the will yeah, to do. That, yeah, exactly. Um, and first of all, a lot of people are going to, uh, even even with all the intelligence agencies saying, yes, people are still like, oh, well, where's the proof? And uh, I don't know computer programming very well, but from what I understand, 
you can look at malware that you find on a compromised computer or whatever, and there are certain things that are consistent. Signatures. Yeah, yeah, signatures. Or in this case, it's like uh, the alphabet is not the uh, Roman alphabet; it's the Cyrillic alphabet. So that's uh, that's a big clue. A big clue that it's. Yeah. Probably not coming from here. And yeah. uh, the, the, these intelligence agencies look at this shit all the time. They can pretty easily see consistencies in hacks and compare them. And and I apparently they looked at these and they're like, this is consistent with a lot of other hacking that we concluded comes from Russia. Um, there was a book written in 1997 in Russia just a few years after they had, you know, the Soviet Union had broken down America won the Cold War, rah, rah, rah. But uh, a Russian guy named uh, Alexander Dugan. Dugan? Yeah. yeah. That's a Russian last name? Dugan. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, Foundations of Geopolitics in 1997. Apparently this book has been very popular amongst the military intelligence government community in Russia because it's basically a blueprint of like, how do we make Russia great again? How do we, <laughs> how do we become powerful again like we tried to do with the Soviet Union but failed at? And it's just like a bunch of bullet points, many of which have come true so far. Uh, and it, it, a lot of it comes down to just planting the seeds of discord and dissent in other countries like the U.S., like the countries of the EU, all the countries that are holding Russia accountable and telling Russia, hey, don't go invading places like the Ukraine just to, like, steal their land back. Uh, but and- also, Ukraine, Russia has interest there because the U.S. has, uh, they're using the Ukraine. We are using the Ukraine. Right, it's a strategic spot. Yeah, it's a staging ground for uh, ICBMs, right? Intercon- mm-hmm. Intercontinental ballistic missiles which uh, has pissed off Russia to no end. Yeah, I mean, there's a pretty good portion of the people in the Ukraine who, after the fall of the Soviet Union, when the borders were open, they were like, hey, we actually like Europe. We want to be closer to these people. We want to eventually be part of the EU. And that was seen as a huge insult to the Russian Federation who were like, hey, wait a second, You you were part of our team once. Like, what the fuck? And also, during the USSR period, they all the other countries of the USSR that weren't Russia, Russia pretty much treated them as second-class countries. They would force Russians to move into those countries in large numbers to basically suppress the local culture, the local language. Uh, So the Ukraine had its own specific culture, specific language for thousands and thousands of years. And by the time the USSR was done with them, like Russia was the common language there. They had stamped out a lot of everything that made the Ukraine special and unique. And in, in this Foundations of Geopolitics, they specifically talk about yeah, so here it says Ukraine should be annexed by Russia because, quote, Ukraine as a state has no geopolitical meaning, no particular cultural import or universal significance, no geographic uniqueness, no ethnic inclusiveness. Its certain territorial ambitions represent an enormous danger for all of Eurasia, and without resolving the Ukrainian problem, it is in general senseless to speak about continental politics. This, this was written in 1997, and just two, three years ago, they went into the Ukraine and said, we're not invading the Ukraine. We're just, <laughs> there just happens to be thousands and thousands of troops going into the Ukraine yeah. for fun. Huh. So, uh, yeah. And also these, these people want to give back this, uh, this, this piece of land here. They, they, want, they want us to have it. Yeah. Sounds like, um, sounds like Russia's really irritated with the United States at being in Ukraine. You would say that Russia's really annoyed. Like, uh, <sighs> like a certain uh, country is making Russia its bitch. 
Uh-huh. USA. Uh, That's right, shit. buddy. Here we go. Great <laughs> argument. What, Elliot? How is it how is America not making Russia our bitch by being in Ukraine and pissing them off? Well, I mean, that's cool. We've pissed them off, but they came in and took back a bunch of land and then turned around and apparently uh, got Donald Trump elected president. So, Alle- allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, yeah, this no, is I, the Bill Cosby of elections. It okay. hasn't oh, been proven, <laughs> but I mean, it's likely. A lot of people are saying they are responsible for it. And in, with any crime, the first thing you have to look for is motive. And they have a shitload of motive to want a president who says nice things about Russia and is also likely going to be soft on Russia. And it's not just us. Uh, There's a lot of people theorizing that uh, Russia did the same thing in the UK, pushing for the UK independence from the EU, because that would weaken the EU as a social, economic, military opponent of Russia. And in this book, uh, Foundations of Geopolitics, the, the whole bullet point on what to do about the United States says Russia should use its special forces within the borders of the United States to fuel instability and separatism. For instance, provoke Afro-American racists. Russia should introduce geopolitical disorder into internal American activity, encouraging all kinds of separatism and ethnic, social, and racial conflicts, actively supporting all dissident movements, extremist, racist, and sectarian groups, thus destabilizing internal political processes in the U.S., it would also make sense simultaneously to support isolationist tendencies in American politics. So this was written in 1997, and a, a lot of what I just said is kind of exactly describing the current political climate, at least on the Donald Trump side. Well, to, to predict the future, it takes a great knowledge, uh, it takes a great hindsight, because there's nothing new. This has all been done before. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Vladimir Putin, before he was president of Russia, he was a pretty high-ranking member of the KGB. Oh, yeah. He was-, he was in charge of the FSB, which was the successor to the KGB. The man knows about how this kind of shit works. He was over in uh, East Germany during, like, the 70s and 80s, specifically trying to keep them on board with the whole Russian thing. Like, oh, there are there are friends. Like, we don't want to reunite with Europe. Like, we're better off with Russia. Little side note. Doesn't make me cool, but my uncle was a spy in East Germany. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Does make you cool. Yeah. It makes him cool. Mm-hmm. In uh, East Germany, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. So um, what Maddox uh, wants to say and is about to explain is that by um, getting Trump elected, Russia is actually doing good things for the U.S. Why don't you tell <laughs> us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, here's, here's Obama's response to all of this because mm-hmm. Obama has— uh, a few a few weeks left in office, and he's as the sitting president on his way out. Has All made out a, of give a fucks. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's made a statement. I want you guys to listen to this. Our goal continues to be to send a clear message to Russia or others not to do this to us because we can do stuff to you. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is also important for us to do that in a thoughtful, methodical way. Oh, some shaking. of it we do publicly. Some of it uh, we will do in a way that they know, but not everybody will. Huh? What's he gonna? That fuck? that to me. Why give, him a, give him a dirty look. What? The no, way? that to me. That to me is a very coded message. You know, Rucka, you laugh, but here's the last wow. time. Here's the last time Obama made a statement like this, and what uh, immediately followed it. Good evening. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world 
But the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama, Osama bin, Laden, bin Laden. That has no similarity to what he just yeah. said. Yeah, it, it really has, doesn't. It really does. It really does. Yeah, I, look, I know. Are I know. Gonna you go guys, assassinate Vladimir Putin? No, but here's the, here's the thing. What he said there has so much weight because it's coded, right? It's very subdued. He and he immediately preceded that. Uh, he, he excuse me. He immediately followed that Raka that statement by saying, "We're not going to go out there and make." big statements and thumping our chests and, th- and making threats about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to take action, and some of it you're going to know about publicly, and some of it you're not going to know about, but it's going to happen privately. And sometimes you may not even know about it for years until after it's happened. That's how you take care of an enemy threat like this. You don't go out like the Bush era when he came out and, and made the axis of evil speech, which, to in my estimation, is the most brilliant diplomatic blunder in the last 20 years. Yeah. Because he came out and he said, the axis of evil is Iran, Iraq, and North Korea, okay? Then we invaded Iraq. Well, you forgot if you're, Armenia. If you're, you know, fuck you, Sean. Yeah. If you are Iran and North Korea, and the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, just put you on a hit list, and then he took out one of those three people. You're going to get defensive. You're going to get defensive. You're yeah. going to get nuclear arms. And guess what happened? North Korea got nuclear arms. Shortly thereafter, because oh, yeah, they weren't working on it for decades. Well, no, but they kicked out uh, the they kicked out the United Nations uh, inspectors. Yeah, where they were otherwise abiding by all the UN rules. Rucka, the fact is, they had no nukes up until that point. <laughs> Immediately after that speech, they kicked out within North, a month or two. If they you kicked didn't out. Have the attention span of a five year old? You would know North Korea and Iran have both wanted a nuke for a long time and have been working toward one well, for yeah, as long as they could. But uh, look, I don't want. Look, I don't like George Bush or him lumping Iraq with those two uh, countries either. Okay, look, uh, Rucka, they've always wanted nukes. Every country wants nukes, and some countries are all, are actively working towards it, and some not. But I, but North Korea and Iran accelerated their nuclear programs after that speech because we made a threat. You okay. don't make a threat all like right. that. You don't say right. Iraq, Iran, uh, North Korea are our know, enemies. To be honest, I mean, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but uh, put me in charge, and uh, Iran and North Korea can rush as fast as they want. They're not getting one. Okay. All right. All right. So you make you make Bush look like this big fucking uh, shit talker, which is all he is. He's a shit talker. No, he's not a shit talker because he followed through with Iraq. With Iraq, because look, if, if he, I if, he he liked going mission into the, accomplished. Yeah, yeah, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> if I if you have three people in a room and you uh-huh. say, hey, I think the three of you are bad guys. I pull out a gun. I shoot one of them. Well, the other two are going to look at each other, okay. and they're going to get guns. They're going to arm up, aren't they? Okay, Maddox, you've done a very good job at taking a debate about are we Russia's bitch and turning it into a sapping love letter to your boyfriend Obama. But can we talk about <laughs> fucking Russia now? Well, that's why I'm saying this approach, this strategy, okay? Because I'm saying that America— that. America is making Russia our bitch. Ooh. And the way to do that is not to thump your chest and go out there and yeah. start making threats. The least intimidating way possible. It doesn't matter. Our goal, Rucka, is not to intimidate. You don't you don't sound a, a bugle horn to your enemy and tell them you're coming, right? You don't warn them that you're about to get attacked. You just fucking do it. All right? All right. That, and that's what Obama's saying. It's like, hey, we're not going to thump our chest. We're not going to make threats. The guy with two with two weeks left in uh, office is saying, yeah. you might not know what I'm doing until it's too late. It's empty. It's too late. He's about to hand over the reins to a guy who <laughs> does not agree with any of that shit at all. 
and probably won't even listen to anyone who's still left over who feels the same maybe, way. Correct. Maybe that's what Obama was saying. He was saying, look, I'm not even going to do anything, but in a, in, a, in a few weeks from now, you're going to see what uh, we've got in store for you, as in Trump is taking Yeah, over. Trump's taking office. He doesn't even attend his intelligence briefings because he says they're boring and he doesn't hear anything new about him. And he says, <laughs> he says, call me when there's something new. Well, what should he just selectively uh, uh, choose what information he wants, like Maddox? Yeah, okay. Real funny. Uh, here's the thing, though. Seems like that's what he does. Yeah. Look, yeah. Here, here's the thing. You and Trump are more similar than you might remember. I've been oh, saying okay. this for a very long time. <laughs> great. Look, look, guys. Um, We took out Osama bin Laden during the Obama administration. But it's not... Obama can't take full credit for that because, if you recall, during the Bush administration, Donald Rumsfeld says that in order for us to be able to have an effective strategy in the Middle East and to take out these terror cells, it will take up to five years. And that was also kind of a subdued statement. But what he meant by that is that it's going to take up to five years to get our intelligence agencies up to speed, to get moles inside their terrorist cells, to have reporting actionable intelligence coming through the Middle East that we can act on. And that happened near the the late term of Bush administration. Yeah, so they Obama started, didn't start from ground zero. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. But well, Obama <laughs> and Bush both agreed we should probably go kill Osama bin Laden or at least capture him. Obama and Donald Trump do not agree at all that on on even the most basic premises of this whole Russian hacking theory. Well, they don't have to. What I was getting at though is that Obama silently without making a public, you know, a public announcement because that's stupid strategically, silently he may already have the ball in motion to get revenge and make sure we take care of Russia. Well, I'm sure like the white the White House everyone's they've been investigating this since it happened like eight months ago and i'm sure there's balls in motion the question is whether those balls will slow down or speed up once january 20th comes along and there's a new guy in office calling the shots and that's the concern is that he's gonna be like why are you wasting all these time and resources on this this bullshit russia story like uh Let's focus on China. Well, here's Mexico. Here's where here's where here's where I think that America China. here's where I think that America, even with Trump at the helm, is still gonna make Russia its bitch. Because here's what Russia doesn't understand about Trump. He's a fucking loose cannon. All right. Now Trump has a very thin skin, and as soon as Russia pisses off Trump, that dipshit is gonna go crazy. Here's uh, another way to look at it though. Look, obviously I'm not qualified to make this diagnosis. Well, none of us are. But he is a textbook fit for narcissistic personality disorder. Sure. To the T. He's a rich guy who's never been told no. Um, if you appeal to his ego, mm-hmm. yeah. like Putin does. Well, Putin does now, but again. No, he's in. He's got, was, he, Putin has his dick in Trump's ass, and Trump doesn't even <laughs> know it. There was an example of this that's unrelated uh, from about two weeks ago where uh, a Japanese billionaire who had already planned to invest uh, an unknown amount of billions in the U.S. tech industry. He waited for Trump to get elected. He went and personally met up with Trump at Trump Tower. He used that opportunity to make the announcement about the jobs so that Donald Trump could have some credit in the deal that he had nothing to do with. And this is a guy who owns Sprint, who had tried two years ago to get Sprint and T-Mobile to merge, but couldn't do it because of Obama's FCC chairman saying no. So it's a very obvious ploy to be like, hey, Trump, I'm your boy. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe in two years I'm going to try to merge Sprint and T-Mobile again. So hmm. maybe I will, maybe I won't. But Ugh. wouldn't that be great? Because we're buddies. 
Well, look, I, I think that uh, to, in order to be able to confidently say that Russia's making us our bitch, we need to have someone in, in power who is definitely in Russia's pocket. Trump right now is because Trump is an egomaniac, a, a megalomaniac, who you can soften up just by a few kind words, as, as Putin did. Putin mm-hmm. called him bright. That Absolutely. Was yeah. that, that he can't pr- stand not to be thought of as bright. Yeah. Well, um, So what are you saying, Maddox? Well, I'm saying that uh, that we cannot count on well, Russia. Russia cannot count on Trump being in in their pocket yet. I well, and they can I, keep saying nice things about him. Well, sure, but but again, Trump is unpredictable. Uh, he'll say, "Look, when uh, when people say nice things about him, he buddies up to them, and when people say bad things about them about him, he'll attack them. He'll and go on the very and he does, he never lets it go. No, he yeah. never lets. He's had feuds going for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Because Rosie it, O'Donnell. it stings him with Vanity Fair. Oh yeah, it stings him to the core for decades, and he never lets that go. He can't. He can't stand that he didn't win the popular vote. Right, so he has to come make outlandish claims about millions of fraudulent voters. False. He is. Yeah, he cannot stand that. Okay, so it's just a matter of time before Russia pisses off Trump, Elliot. I don't know. I don't know about that though. If it's all about ego, and if Russia is. As long as they just don't say anything negative about Trump and continue doing terrible things in their part of the world and, and praising him, like, I don't think he's going to give a shit. And Vladimir Putin is a much smarter man when it comes to government and policy and how to run the world than Donald Trump is, a man who has never held a government job in his life. I, oh. got, I got this clip here from the Stephen Colbert show. Uh, this, was, this was right before the elections happened. Uh, he was doing a little bit of off-camera, you know, audience Q and A. This is a really funny joke. Someone asked, someone asked uh, Stephen Colbert what he would ask Trump if Trump was uh, a guest in his studio. Oh, I remember Here, this. Yeah, here's what he says. My question is, if you had Donald Trump on your show tonight, what would you ask him? <laughs> well, we're not broadcasting right now, so I'd say, what is Vladimir Putin's? tastes like (laughs) (laughs) so maddox you played that clip as somebody who does not think we are russia's bitch no i don't think that uh, we're russia's bitch i think that trump is too unpredictable and here's why did you play the clip i just thought it was funny Mm. i just thought it was funny (laughs) doesn't it kind of hurt your your case well, not a joke. I mean, I can take a joke. It's not. Uh, it's not going to hurt my case because I've already made a bulletproof, especially with what I'm about to say. All right, let's hear okay. it. In the United States, we have a separation of powers. Thankfully, yeah, it's a so, good thing. So exactly, and as much as conservatives like to thump their chest and say, "Hey, we won!" All right, good. Congratulations, you guys got your your guy in office. I guess you know you're a you're a Republican in uh, sheep's clothing here. Well, and they got the House and the Senate too. Well, that's true. They got the, <laughs> They didn't get and the house very inside. soon the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, actually, that's true. Um, so, <laughs> but those are all separated from one another, right? Well, yeah, with one party. But however, here's the thing: Republicans don't like Trump by and large. I think that you know they voted Trump in office because that was their best shot at getting their guy. The Supreme Court aligned with their views. Yeah, he wasn't and the guy they wanted, but he ended up being their guy. He ended up being their guy because the alternative was Hillary. And I think I think that more Republicans probably would have voted their conscience if the Supreme Court wasn't up for play. Yeah. Now, now re- wait a minute, wait a minute. So Scalia died, very conservative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, now Ruth Bader Ginsburg is older than old. She's like 150. No, she's old. been dead for like a yeah. decade, but nobody's yeah. noticed. So <laughs> all they can do right now until she retires or dies is basically 
replace a Republican with another Republican. Right, and she is. So said, they're not gaining a they're not gaining a, a justice. Well, yeah, but they would have lost one if Hillary was in office. That is true. So mm-hmm. that that's what they wanted to prevent because they knew that if if Hillary was in office, they would lose. That seat, plus Ruth Bader Ginsburg may be more inclined to retire during Hillary's administration. Now she might try to hold on until the next uh, next election. She's pretty much said as much that she's going yeah. yeah. to force herself to stay alive as long yeah. as possible. She's eating bran. She's eating healthy. <laughs> she's on the treadmill every day. She's yeah. fine. She's going to try to live this out. But that goes back to Republicans, okay? Republicans, conservatives, are still a principled people. Whether you agree with them or not. The Republicans, the conservatives in this country, and the liberals in this country both have one thing in common, which is they want this country to be strong, and they want what's best for this country. But they want to look good while doing it. Of course. They want some of the credit. They want the credit. They want – because it's politics. You want to to be the winning team, and you want to hurrah, right? But uh, conservatives and liberals both want what's best for this country, and the only difference is how they want to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. Now, conservatives – know that it's not in the U.S. interest to have Russia meddling in our affairs. And I believe that the conservatives are going to step up in defiance to Trump when Trump tries to get too cozy with Russia. And we are not going to, the conservatives are not going to let Russia make America its bitch. And we're going to continue, and I, and I emphasize the word continue, Elliot, to make Russia our bitch. Because you know what? Who's number one right now in the economy in the world, the GDP? United States, buddy. That's right. Thing. That's right. The United <laughs> States is number one in the world economy, followed by the European Union, the entire European Union, and I think this is pre-Brexit, then followed by China. So the U.S. is, uh, I think it says $18 trillion GDP. Right now, the European Union is $17 trillion. China is 11 Japan is 4.7 And all the way down here, okay, the, the, Russia, not even in the top 10. You know where Russia is in the world GDP? 1.2. Well, what do they need GDP for? Putin can just own the country and he make pretty us much our bitch. does. He, yeah, he's, I mean, as long, well, okay, let's say Russia, uh, let me amend that. Russia is not making America its bitch. Vladimir Putin himself is making America his bitch. Oh, really? Okay, well, I, I see no evidence. Look, they, they, <laughs> key, they may have influenced our election. Yeah. But it's too early to say. I think that America can still, still has some aces up its sleeve. I hope so. Yeah. How about this for an ace up its sleeve, Elliot? I would love to see Rocky Four happen again. <laughs> we should probably make oh. that movie again. Wow, that was last week's debate, the 80s, huh? Oh, yeah. But uh, here's, here's something else, Elliot, that, uh, that we need to remember. The U.S. defense budget blows away every other country's. Do you, do you even realize how much the U.S. defense budget is compared to the rest of it's the world? It's like uh, the next nine uh, countries combined. It's not the next nine, but it's looking like the next four. Okay. So it, we spend more in defense than China, Saudi Arabia, Russia, and the United Kingdom combined. I mean, so, that's yeah, that's cool. You got to speak softly and carry a big stick, and our stick's fucking huge. That's yeah, good, but huge. Uh, stick. huge. And yeah. and we are speaking real softly, as that cold, Stone Cold Obama clip says. Yeah, you know, we're gonna uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna do some things. Some of them you're gonna know about. Some of them you're not gonna know about. That's all I want to say. I have a very specific set of skills. Yeah, that I will find you. Yeah. Don't sleep on Barry O. Um, yeah. But it's the whole thing. Like I think the Cold War. It took it took a couple decades, but we all learned. Hey, maybe uh, maybe we should just avoid nuclear war altogether. Maybe we should not do another world war anytime soon. Because turns out that wouldn't be good for anyone. Yeah, bad for business. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that's what the EU has. That's what the EU was formed. 
in order to prevent another world war uh, and prevent especially Russia from making that happen, NATO was formed for that same purpose. Uh, I don't think war and military stuff is on the table. I think the only way you fight this is like with economic sanctions and shit like that. And even that has like a, it's a very fragile sort of domino effect of who's on whose side. I don't know. It's scary. That clip that I played earlier from Obama, where he made that very subdued threat, he did say that uh, we already have a lot of sanctions against Russia. We do. that's part of the reason why. That's why why they're so pissed. (laughs) Yeah, it's part of the reason why relations are so strained with uh, with the Soviet bloc. Uh, and, they, and I like that in this document uh, that you brought in, Elliot, the the, ninth, the book from 1997, mm-hmm. they said they're going to try to foment racial discontent in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how much of that is, you know, the alt-right and the, uh, you know, possibly the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, if that is funded and fueled by, there could be very covert operations. I mean, the United States has done it. They did. We did it to Iran. Yeah. Well, okay, so, like, that side of things, and this this is complete speculation at this point but there's a lot of reason to believe it's the case because Russia apparently has been known to do this but yeah you just make a bunch of fucking accounts on Reddit and Facebook and Yahoo News and you just sort of heavily inflate the argument the the more extreme arguments on there so that people reading stories and reading threads are like oh well a lot of people feel this way that must be that maybe uh, maybe I'm more inclined to feel that way now because I'm so easily swayed so if if they were in fact going onto social media and and helping push the Black Lives Matter narrative, uh, or, or at least the more violent side of the Black Lives Matter narrative, as well as uh, racial separatism and all that kind of stuff. Like, that, that wouldn't be hard to do. It wouldn't be hard to create an atmosphere more hostile uh, in that sense. And, that, and regardless of whether they did or didn't, that's what's happened over the last year. Yeah, well, you know, it sounds like they well, could use... What Maddox uh, would say if he were debating you uh, effectively is the Russians can do whatever they want, but it's really uh, up to us and our culture and our values as a society to be affected by it or not. Mm-hmm. Like they can release Hillary's emails, but if we want to vote for Hillary, we'll vote for her. They can go on Reddit and post a bunch of Black Lives Matter, kill whitey shit, or a bunch of alt-right, you know, form of a united white America again comments. But if we as Americans don't believe in that, it's not going to matter. So yeah, you're giving us all point, too Maddox. much credit. Yeah, in- incorrect, Rucka. And you are so wrong on this. That's right. Let's hear it. So okay. I just came. I just, I just, <laughs> I just said your fucking side of the debate. But no. God, God forbid. No, God that's, forbid a, that's a shit that. argument. That's a, look. I appreciate you, Rucka. I appreciate you. Trying. You don't think human beings have any like um, volition? Like you don't think people are able to make choices? You think like history is like writing itself in some sort of mystical fucking pen? Yeah. Here's here's why that's wrong, Rucka. Um, there is there are, there are a lot of cognitive biases and studies they've done. Right, like the availability heuristic. Have you heard of this? No. Um, people overestimate the importance of information that is available to them. A person might argue that smoking is not unhealthy because they know someone who lived to 100 years and they smoke three packs a day. They also did the psychological experiment a while back where they brought in four people. And I, I believe this, uh, I forget the cognitive bias this is called, but uh, there's a psychological experiment. They brought in four people for a study, right? Three of them were moles in the study. Three of them, not moles, uh, three of them were What's a, they were in on the study. Right? Yeah. They were participants, right? Yeah. So three people were, were participants in the study. One person was not. One person was selected at, at random. 
they were given a very simple test. Which line is longer? And the, and one line was clearly shorter than the other, and the three people were instructed to give the incorrect answer. When they did, more often than not, the third the fourth person who was not in on it chose the incorrect answer. And that happened consistently. They brought in two circles. They they said, okay, which circle is bigger? And they asked the three, they told the three people who are participants in the study ahead of time, give us the incorrect answer, just to see if that would influence the fourth person. And it did. Because almost it, consistently. You go, well, the, it's the 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, the, the cognitive bias specifically here is that they don't want to appear stupid. Yeah. So they feel pressured by the actions of other people. They say, well, if they're doing it, they must be right. Maybe I'm well, the yeah. one. You start to question yourself. And that's why, yeah. Raka, I think that's not a good argument because if you do have these people who are influencing our election and putting out false information out there, it does have a cognitive effect on us. I mean, literally, Donald Trump himself has been gaslighting America for an entire year, just well, like saying things that are not true, like about the whole Russian hacks thing. He's like, well, why wasn't this ever brought up during the election? And people hear that and they're like, yeah, he's right. Why wasn't this brought up during the election? When in fact it was brought up throughout the election, it was brought up at a debate, but people just are apparently very suggestible. Well, they, they don't want to think critically. Something uh, I try to explain to Maddox on here and, you know, People think that like guys like Trump or you'll love this Maddox Hitler. You like that <laughs> same, oh, good. same sentence? You get, get a little happy shiver Liter- over there. Literally Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> people look at at these uh, leaders and think like they just came out of nowhere and they somehow figured out how to hack the system and rise to power and then trick millions of people into doing their bidding. Mm-hmm. But I my what I think and what I try to convey uh, to my. Uh, brick wall of a friend here, Maddox. Of strength and intellect. <laughs> yes. Um, the culture produces these leaders. The culture mm-hmm. produces the politicians and not the other way around. This culture created Trump. He did not, he has no power. He could never have gotten in power 150 years ago or probably even 20 years ago it's or like the, uh, five years ago. It's, it's not the, uh, we don't get the leaders we need, we get the leaders we deserve. Yeah, yeah and that's, mm. and go same goes for any other politician that's ever been in power anywhere, whether from a dictator all the way to your district selectsman. And so to say, like, what was your point that uh, Trump? People, people can't Trump, be, Trump is using cognitive dissonant bias. No, not, some, Trump, Trump, not, tr- not Trump. Not Trump. Not the Russians. The Russians, Russians are tricking us into voting for Trump. Look, ultimately, nobody can force you what to think if you're if you're thinking. Okay, but a Rucka, lot of people aren't yes, thinking. Yes, but that's coming yeah, from that's, you, that's a, you who are a yeah, thinker. Yeah, well, Rucka, Rucka, I, in, smart- in a culture where people mostly think uh, most people would be smart, they wouldn't just co- go on a podcast print with some printed uh, opinion of somebody else and hold that up as evidence, <laughs> now, like somebody sometimes does. Now, listen, Jack Cole. Look, <laughs> look, Rucka, I was going to give you a compliment. I don't even want to compliment you Let's anymore. Let's hear it. As a smart person, I it's ha- easy for you to sit back and say, whoa. I'm not no smart. One, no one can make me think yeah. what I, I don't know how smart no. people talk. I'm not even <laughs> smart, Maddox. That's the whole point yes, of this. Yes, you are. You are smart, Rucka, and, and that's not even a, that's not even a joke. You're a smart person, and you. I would I would I would estimate 
your intelligence and your cognitive ability higher than average, but the average person is fucking not. Maddox, I can't fucking work a computer. You can fucking build one from scratch. That doesn't I can't, mean I can't fucking get through eighth grade algebra and a trillion North Koreans can. All right? So it's no, not a no matter of- trillion. It's not even a matter Damn. of, yes, uh, breed them to, into the trillions and most of them, if not all, can do math better than me. It's not about intelligence or smartness. It's about thinking. It's about using your God-given brain for something other than abstract math equations. And, and applying it to what you see around you. I don't know what's so fucking complicated about because, this. Because, Rucka, you aren't taking into consideration the limits of human thinking. You, you don't know You don't know the effect that cognitive biases have on okay. us. Confirmation Why bias. Why didn't cognitive bias put Trump into power, a guy like him, you know, in, in the days of Washington and Jefferson? Because we didn't have fucking Russia breathing down our necks, uh, releasing a bunch of hacked That's emails. It. That's all it took? All the no, British, all the British had to do, all the British had to do to fucking beat us was just hack some fucking emails and that yeah. we would have uh, we would have voted for King uh, George? Rucka. Uh, guys, I'm Rucka Rucka, and uh, it's, it's, it's there's no difference between the colonial times and today, other than we didn't have one one different country putting we didn't out have the internet. That's yeah. the that's, that's the, the, biggest, that's the, only, that's the difference. only difference. The, the difference is we had different ideas. We valued thinking and reason back then, and today we fucking value some shitty op ed that you printed out of your fucking computer. You know how we could have this conversation. Is candidly. Yeah. This episode is proudly brought to you by Candid. <laughs> nice. The app that lets you speak your mind freely, available on iOS and Android. Guys, I want you guys to check out this app. I've been having so much fun with it. Uh, originally, when they reached out to me as a sponsor, I thought, okay, I'll check this out. I downloaded it. It has a bunch of flashy colors and stuff. So I, I created a group in there for Madcast, for Madcast listeners. And it's so much fun because every comment you make is done anonymously. Elliot, have you ever checked out this app before? Do you know anything about it? I have not. It? So you download this app, and when you comment on a thread, it creates a pseudonym for you. How is this different than, like, a bathroom stall? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll t- the difference is, the difference is, is that the, the, the Russians don't come to our bathrooms and write messages yeah, on our They don't write walls. shitty comments. Okay. Now, here's the thing, guys. Uh, Candid, you know, they, they like to say in this app that it, allows, it lets you speak your mind freely. And what I thought when I first downloaded this app, was it's going to be a shit show. I thought it was going to be just the worst of the worst. Because when people have anonymity, like on message boards like 4chan and things like that, they post the worst things they can possibly post on there. And it's a lot of trolling and hateful stuff. But what Candid has done is they have this intelligent moderation that's going on. It's like an algorithm? Yeah, it's it's, it's auto-moderation. So what they try to do is try to algorithmically determine abusive comments and weed them out of the system. And more or less, it works. I've been looking at this thing. I think I also read this article that uh, somewhere that uh, Google might be interested in in taking this data from this app mm-hmm. that people are using to see how they can more effectively have moderation on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all these other websites that have this problem with people posting, uh, you know, pornography, child pornography, illegal things, and harassment things like that. So, uh, Candid has this really intelligent system that kind of takes care of that. For the most part, I've had meaningful conversations on Candid. I even talked to a guy who was the social media expert of a Facebook page that had 4 million followers. And it was super fascinating talking to this dude. I won't say who it is. Uh, I did find out who it is because uh, through talking to them on Candid, sometimes you know people will reveal personal information did about themselves. Did you try to talk a lot of shit to him and it weeded it out or something? <laughs> no, Sean. Wait, what do you mean? How so? The intelligent moderating. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like that. did you try to prove it worked? Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, no, generally speaking, when I shit post online, it's for fun. I'm not trying to hurt people. I, I just 
So for example, there's a politics board, a group for political discussion, right? I love trolling in there. Uh, so what I go, I'm I go sure in it's there, a very cordial place anyway. It's surprisingly not that bad. I, I've had some actually fruitful conversations in there about politics and things like that. So I went in there and I posted a comment that simply said, you know, I was, I was troll. I'd like to troll the left and the right. I said, hey guys, I'm an ally for women. <laughs> and, and if you feel threatened as a woman, I want you guys to reach out to me as a man and I will protect you. <laughs> that's funny that's I, funny I, I got so much heat for this yeah. the people on the you know the conservatives were telling me to fuck off and the liberals the women were also telling me to fuck yeah. off as they should because yeah. I'm, I'm super condescending to both I had so much fun in that thread everyone was and I was like defending my position I'm like no no guys you don't understand like I have weapons did you do and, that with <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. ninja stars I'm I'm ready to defend the females at the first notice yeah, did I told you do that, that with Candid? Time. yeah that was on Candid oh that's Real great nice. yeah so it's a lot of fun guys check it out uh, download the app <laughs> Candid. It's fun. Candid. It really is. Colorful. Yeah, you can download it. It's on iOS and Android. Check it out. Uh, It really helps out the show. And also, I want to mention the Amazon link is also on the website. If you guys want to do any of your shopping, last-minute shopping, anything like that, it helps us out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just click on the link and do your shopping through our link on our website. Thank you very much to Candid. Thank you to the listeners for supporting us through Amazon. But moving on, Elliot, is there anything you want to add to this side of the debate? Because I think I've done a pretty good job of proving that America is still <laughs> making Russia its bitch. You've you've done an okay job. Yeah. Um, Bingo. Yeah, I would just uh, say, <laughs> I would just say again that uh, Russia they don't play by the rules. They they there is ample evidence that they kind of just do shady shit a lot. Even just look at the most recent Olympics. They. We're just pumping all of their athletes full of steroids just so they could win some medals. They, they're very obsessed yeah. with their image. They've, they've felt kind of left out ever since the, the days of the Soviet Union when everyone was scared that they were going to nuke the whole world. And they've been fighting to get that sort of position back since then. And they're using the same fucking techniques they used back then. And people, for some reason, are being like, no, nah, there's no reason to... Why would Russia do such a thing like that? Just look at their motivations and uh, you'll get a pretty clear picture of why Russia would even be interested in trying to get Donald Trump elected. So you're saying that in the 80s, they were using the same techniques, right? These same, these same strategies? Yeah, disinformation. Uh-huh. Uh, the, yeah, a lot how, of... how'd that work out for them in the 80s? Just curious. Uh, well, the 80s, which was an okay decade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Correct. Uh... Didn't work out great for them, but they were just, uh, you know, the timing wasn't right. The internet wasn't around yet. They had to go door to door, actually engaging with people in person to convince them that the Soviet Union was a fucking global paradise. Now they can just go online anonymously and pretend to be someone from anywhere in the world. And uh, I don't know. On on Candid. A lot of Russians on Candid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I would say that... uh, Right now, Russia is making us their bitch. Yeah. What do you think, Raka? Who who do you think is making who who the bitch right now? I don't really pay attention. <laughs> do you? Ru- the shit doesn't matter. I, I don't like Russia. I don't fucking care. Like they're bo- it's boring to me. Russian is an ugly language. Like there's nothing. The, the food. what about Russian girls? Yeah, they're like they're like evil. Mm. You know, they're so mm-hmm. it's like they're cold blooded. Yeah. Yeah. But they are definitely any boner. Some of them, many of them are attractive. Put my penis in that cold-blooded yeah. Russian. Yeah. <laughs> no, also, <laughs> I, I do want to go into straight-up, like, tinfoil territory. Because uh, we, we have not addressed uh, the question, and it's a big question, of, like, how aware Donald Trump and his people even are or how complicit they even are in this. Oh, he knows. He knows. He knows everything, Elliot. 
Have you I, seen his Twitter? <laughs> he does know everything. He's very smart. A lot of smart people are saying. Uh, but yeah, and, that, and that's a big unknown right now. Um, I'm more of the mind that he is just kind of a useful idiot and is not <laughs> coordinating with Russia. But the argument that he is in direct coordination with Russia is interesting because there's a lot of precedent for how they would go about doing that. Uh, he had a Miss Universe pageant in Moscow a few years back. And apparently a, uh, a tried and true strategy of the FSB and all the way back in the KGB days was to get important people to come over to Russia, entertain them, maybe bring some nice cute girls out who happen to be prostitutes and happen to have sex with those people and record the whole fucking thing and use it as blackmail. Oh, wow. That so, sounds hot. That's, uh, that's really hot blackmail. They actually tried this. I think it was the king of Thailand. And uh, I don't know what they were hoping to get out of it, but uh, he found out about it and he was like, just, oh, actually, that's cool. Can I get a copy of that? <laughs> like, yeah. It just didn't yeah, work. Yeah, give a shit. Thailand, I mean, what are you going to do? It's our king. Yeah, and this guy fucks. Yeah, he isn't guy, afraid of anyone knowing about it. Oh, they call him the jackhammer in Thailand. Yeah, yeah. the Thai hammer. That's what, they, that's what they call him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I don't fucking care. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> way, to, way to deflate the... Uh, well, I, you know, we fucking, like, we don't fucking have governments that do what they're supposed to do anymore. So it's become into this fucking power game and a game of chess and a game of thrones. And everyone's <laughs> fucking got blackmail on each other. And it these guys are having a fucking party and and, and having cocktails and, and trading secrets. It's like, what the fuck... When did government turn into this fucking like uh, third dimension chess game? When did all that? When did international relations become about personalities and a bunch of stupid shit? Like, uh, wh- what what business do we have with Russia? Like, why do we fucking? Why do they need to be our bitch or our uh, us theirs? Well, I didn't think that it uh, it ever mattered up until they you know it became a yeah, global yeah. But conflict. like, why do they? Why do they? Why do they have a stake in our election? Like, why should they? Why should uh, the big one is Syria. They have all their close yeah. allies all right, so like, with well, uh, and probably Ukraine. sanctions and why, like, yeah. why do we yeah. care? Why do we care what Russia does in Syria? Well, here's the thing, Rekha. I mean, in a simple world, right? It would be fantastic for everybody to just leave everyone alone. You go rule your country, do your thing, and we'll do ours. But unfortunately, we do live in a nuclear world where countries have arms that can wipe us out. And, and we, we have stuff that we want to sell and other people want to buy. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking more economically, yeah. too. Right. Yeah, so, like, nobody is seems to be advocating that American companies trade with Russian companies. Everyone's just talking about, is Putin going to go into Syria and are we going to go into Ukraine well, and, like, a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with any of it. We were, but it's complicated now because we have sanctions with Russia. And right. if you want to travel to Russia right now, it's still very Why difficult. is that? Why do we have sanctions with Russia? Well, again, because— We don't of, like what they're doing, yeah. Well, Why yeah, don't we like what what they're doing? Because, uh, because uh, Rucka— You're, you're the, talking down to me. Even your tone of voice is like, well, Rucka— Well, are you asking me or No, are you I literally— I don't you think literally you, don't know? You don't know. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I fucking you do. You know the because, superficial reason, shit. but you don't know why it's happening. Because of the nuclear standoff we had with Cuba. Russia was putting nukes on the Cuban peninsula to, to fuck with us in the 60s, weren't they? And that's why we have a problem with Russia. And r- that's why Russia has a problem with us, because we have weapons in, in Ukraine right now. Russia has a huge stake in getting us out of Ukraine. They're, we're doing the exact same thing to Russia that Russia tried to do to us with Cuba. And that's why it's, it matters. That's why any of this shit matters. It's, it's simple to just say, oh, well, let's lift the sanctions. Let's, let's have, make them be a trade partner. Okay, but then Russia's going to say, look, we like you guys. Fine, we'll be your trade partner. But get those nukes out of Ukraine. And then we'll trade with you guys. And then America says, well, we don't trust you. We think that it's worth it for us to oppress your economy 
and to also have these weapons in Ukraine. Well, we can't. We cannot oppress their economy. We don't you don't have, think sanctions? We, we we can't. I mean, they can trade with somebody. Like they, if if Russia wants a, a if Russia wants a prosperous economy, they can have one. But the, they're a fucking basically a dictatorship. Well, that's you know, there's a well, lot of variables. Uh, no, you're okay. right. You're right. There's right. a lot of variables. Well, the, the main variable is uh, liberty versus tyranny. Yeah, and the president of Russia does have more or less control of, of everything. Like the yeah. prime minister, he can dismiss the prime minister. They have no power. Yeah, and Putin's He's been in power much since kind of a king. Wasn't Putin supposed to be out of power by now? Oh, he, cool. yes. The Russian constitution, you can only do two terms in a right. row. So after his second term, he's like, all right, following the constitutional rules, here's my best buddy, Dmitry Med- Medvedev. 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 He's going to yeah. take over, and I'll just be prime minister. Uh-oh, four years are up. You know what? I'm going to run for president again. Oh, what do you know? I won in a landslide. Oh. I think he became <laughs> president. I think Medvedev stepped down sometime. Yeah. In, I don't even think, I think it was like three years. Just, so, like, but just I got think, by on a technicality. Yeah, I think, he, oh. exactly. I think uh, he's done in 2018, I think, yeah. this time. But then what? He's probably going to do the same yeah, shit. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. He's going to just put himself as prime by, minister. By the way, Maddox, you said, you know, they put missiles in Cuba and embarrassed us, which is, Okay, maybe that's true, but then like uh, Kennedy, the uh, dreamy, uh, blue-eyed uh, Irish yeah. sex fiend, uh, Cat- Massachusetts Catholic. sex yeah. fiend god warmonger that yeah. is JFK, rest his uh, Irish soul. Uh-huh. Uh, he took us into Vietnam, and people said might have said like, why? Like, what's the point of going into this endless, senseless conflict with no end game in mind? Why? And Someone the, might have the, said that. The, Mad- the Maddoxes of the time said, oh, well, hey, it's complicated. You wouldn't understand because they've got troops there and we've got troops there. It's like, all right, but we've got no principles. Uh, you look, I'll get, I'll see you do that uh, with with Vietnam. I mean, that was a huge clusterfuck, obviously, but history's, uh, you know, the, twi- uh, the hindsight's twenty twenty. But here's an no, interesting- hindsight is not twenty twenty. Sight is twenty twenty. We ha- we knew exactly how stupid it was then. But you weren't the the Mad- alive then. You the didn't Maddox, have sight. You you were, and you, you were the ruckus <laughs> of the world in the sixties. I can do this two shit head. Oh, the ruckus of the sixties were like, oh, yeah. let's go into Vietnam. Let's go in and uh, wipe them out. Let's 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 show them. Let's not be subtle. Let's go in there and just the, uh, ru- the ruckus of the world said we don't need to go in. <laughs> to Vietnam, but if we're going to, let's go in quick, accomplish whatever the fuck it is we're trying to do there and get the fuck out, while the Maddoxes of the world said, no, let's kill a ha- um, uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans and Love. God knows how many Vietnamese with this endless conflict. The truth is, and this is an interesting uh, anecdote, interesting coincidence, but the truth is, what got us into Vietnam was uh, an, an incident that occurred with the USS Maddox. Did you guys know yeah. that? Well, it actually the, didn't occur. It didn't occur. <laughs> so, the, so due to a miscommunication, we thought that Vietnam had fired upon the USS Maddox. Mm-hmm. Turned out they hadn't, but what? that's what got us into the, the conflict that escalated uh, into the Vietnam okay. War. And so there's it, a lot of debate over whether that was really a mistake or just an excuse. Or just an excuse, that's true. It could have been, because there is precedent that the U.S. government has proposed false flag operations like the Gulf of Tonkin incident, right? Mm-hmm. right? Oh, the, I'm sure the InfoWars conspiracy dipshits are nothing in their pants right now. <laughs> but look, I'm aware of false flag operations. I'm aware there is precedent for that. Look, who knows? There's a lot of things that we that are, uh, may not be settled. We may never know historically about the Vietnam War. But uh, anyway, back to the debate but what we do know. Week. But what we do know is this, is that in a uh, society that has principles and uh, ideas that they stand by, one piece of false information does not mean for the next 10 years we're 
uh, drowning and fucking napalm in, in, in Vietnam because we have principles and we can assess what's happening and we can be rational. But that's not going to happen as long as the USS Maddoxes of the world are calling the shots. <laughs> By the way, were you in Nam? I was, uh, n- let me, no, I was not. Uh, I was not in Nam. You just too young to enlist. Yeah, just, uh. just, just outside. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, that, uh, I think that concludes this debate. It's time to move on to headlines around the web. Don't forget to vote on that debate. Yeah, Madcastmedia.com. Who's the bitch here? Just it, vote against Maddox. Now I'm Fuck fucking. You. Now you know I'm what? rigging the election. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Ru- Rucka, more like Russia. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what the a hero. Is out. Yeah. Genius. All right. These these votes are going to be rigged, too. So you, yeah. you, you realize that. I know. <laughs> Um, I got a headline here. We don't have a we don't have time for much, but I got this one. This this just happened this morning, actually. Oh, this is from Fox News. Trump was trolled for misspelling "unprecedented" in a tweet. How did he spell it? <laughs> unprecedented. Un- unprecedented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or good. was it? He said he said basically that uh, that China confiscated an underwater drone that the U.S. had. Well, they did. This yeah. is happening right now, and it's kind of terrifying. They're going to return it. Well. They better, but I, like people, the biggest worry is that they're gonna return it, but only after they've yeah 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 examined it from head to toe of and course, uh, made course. their own Chinese knockoff of it that of they course. can use on us. Yeah. It is scary. You're all lead paint cover yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is scary though, uh, because every time one of these operations go bad or go wrong, our equipment falls in the hands of the enemies, yeah. and they. They analyze the shit out of it. It's like that helicopter in Pakistan that we left behind when uh, Bin Laden died. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's so, I I am so impressed by our Delta Force to have the foresight of having a plan in case that happened. And they did. And they executed that plan. Obviously, there were still some parts left behind, Mm -hmm. but my God, they got in there. They got the guy and they got out of there without any any, uh, uh, damage to any, uh, any of our personnel. That's an amazing operation. Really, really amazing operation. But, uh, yeah, when we do leave behind this technology, it's going to end up in the hands of our enemies, and they're going to analyze it and try to duplicate it. I actually like the uh, remake of Planet of the Apes where they left the um, spaceship on the ape planet, and the, the guy ended up, the monkey ended up figuring out how to get that spaceship to Earth and then took over. You're talking about the Tim Burton one? Yeah. I oh really? So. Yeah, I actually like that one. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. I think a lot of the people ending, shit on the it. The ending f- freaked me out. And the newer, the other uh, Planet of the Apes that came since then, I think were stupid as fuck. Fucking James Franco. It's a fucking <laughs> buddy flick. It's a fucking monkey buddy flick. Yeah. And why is James uh, rooting for the apes to take over? Does he not realize it's gonna fucking go to shit? Anyway, yeah. us leaving a fucking drone in or whatever in Pakistan, and like it's kind just, of like just like that. Planet of the Apes. I mean, exactly the same. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, I know I get what you're saying. Anyway, Trump got trolled for this because he said un- he said China retrieved one of our drones from the ocean, completely unprecedented, and everyone is making Don't fun of him. Don't you think he's including- maybe trolling? No, he's not trolling. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because he deleted the tweet incorrectly. Yeah, he he is uh, when he gets called out for misspelling, he is very sensitive about it. Yeah, he's he will sensitive about everything. <laughs> yeah, he's sensitive about very everything. Sensitive you call man. him out yeah. for. He's a big sensitive man, baby. But Merriam-Webster had the best troll of all. They they said, "Good morning." The word of the day today is not unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they made the word of the day, huh? The definition of huh used at the end of a statement to ask whether someone agrees with you. See the full definition. But they they said that uh, the word of the day was not unprecedented. Dictionary said, you know, humor. Yeah, dictionary humor. It's funny when a dictionary is calling out the president of the United States. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he's going to ban them. Yeah. So no more dictionaries. Yeah. How's that sound? Sounds great. 
Less reading. They're all right? going to go on a list. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he Look, Trump has words. He, he has the, the best, best words. words. He has the best words. He Why went do we need Merriam uh, Webster telling us what words oh, we should use? Man, I'm going to have so much fun the next four years. It's going to be a good time yeah. for it's, me. For, for well, <laughs> <laughs> for podcasters for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Elliot, thank you for joining us this week. Is there anything yeah. you'd like to plug before we go? I know we have the new creepy text coming out. Or, yeah. Oh, it's out already. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you want to see uh, Maddox and me and a bunch of other really funny people. In, Ella Darling's in yeah, that Ella one too. Ella Darling. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of people from Nerdist, SourceFed, uh, just a great group of friends and talented people. Go to YouTube, look up Creepy Text Theater, and that's the old British spelling with T-R-E at the end. I'm going to post it. I'm going to embed it on our yeah. website, too, so people can check it out there. And also, our episode, you said will be out when? By Christmas, right? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I Sometime in the next yeah, week well, and a half. I'll link it. I'll link to that as well when it comes out. Yeah, Elliot. Any any uh, parting words for Sean here? He's uh, yeah. you, you guys have been through a lot uh, this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of funny because I mean I've I've known Sean's voice for such a long time, and on the chance I finally get to actually put a face to the voice, it's uh, it's very bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it is bittersweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we thank you, Sean, yes. for all your contributions to the show. Sincerely, buddy. Uh, wish you well in all your endeavors, and uh, hope to see you in a, in a few months when you uh, when you're able to come yeah, back, or even sooner if shit doesn't work out for you. Yeah, it's the entertainment industry. Yeah. Who you knows? Never know. It's thank, hard to say. Thank you, Maddox. Thank you, Rucka. Thank you to all the listeners. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, thank you again, Elliot, for joining us today. Thank you, Rucka Rucka, my bottom commanding lieutenant moderator. Yeah. And thank you, Sean. Really appreciate you, buddy. Thank you all. But most of all, you're welcome. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> 80s porn was terrible. Yeah. Had the chicks with the big fake tits that were so fucking big. Yeah. Their skin was wrinkled from mm-hmm. stretching. Huge beavers. And... You fucking had the bush. There yeah. was no trimming. I mean, you could literally see hair around the girl's asshole. Yeah. Uh, if you're into <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. It's a hairy starfish. No thanks. No thanks. We were talking about uh, 80s porn last episode on mm. another thing that sucked from the 80s. They were bad. Yeah. The, por- the porn was not that good. Not very good. By the way, I got, I got so many voicemails from people who were sharing their experiences with finding porn in the forest, finding porn. This guy sent an, uh, a voicemail about finding porn in a dumpster, which I have done as well. And I'm not talking about like a one or two magazines. This guy had the exact same experience I did. We found an entire dumpster full of porn, wow. full of uh, Playboys. I found one because uh, my dad had this tenant a long time ago. And eventually the, t- the tenant, I think, died in his... <laughs> what, he fucking jerked off to mm-hmm. death? Oh, must have, must have, because this dumpster was to the brim full of old Playboys, like from the 60s and 50s, and when, well, was it 50s? When did the Playboy start? Oh, yeah, like 50s. Late, yeah. late 50s. He had all the old episodes, uh, all mm-hmm. the old issues. Anyway, here's another one. Rucka, you are completely retarded. <laughs> you say that Maddox's uh, shower curtain was from the... Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles? Yeah. The Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles is the CG one, you dumb idiot. Is the what? The CG one. One you're thinking of is the four kids one from like the mid 2000s. <laughs> right? And that one was cool as shit. So you can go get a big sausage up your butt from the Australia guy. <laughs> I'm coming for a slot on that network, Maddox. Wait it. Just wait and see. All right. As soon as I can. 
figure out my concept. Okay. <laughs> I, w- I, was, I was like, as soon as he said, Rucka, you fucking moron, I was wondering if he's going to, like, say something, you know, uh, political, philosophical, that Turtles. I might need to, like, be, be quick on my feet to, mm-hmm. like, even process, but... As soon as he said Ninja Turtle, I said, oh, bring it. Actually, the <laughs> turtles on yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah, no, I, did, it, I did. I was, your curtain was the Nickelodeon one, but yeah. it, I meant, I said early 2000s. I meant to say, you know, late 2000s. So you meant I, the CG one. I apologize for that. It was not the scary looking Ninja Turtles yeah. with the guns. It was the uh, wannabe cute ones that are probably cur- still currently on the air. Yeah. It well, was the Nickelodeon ones. That's what Maddox is into. Those are the Ninja no. Turtles that he likes. But as soon as Michael Bay comes along with some shitty movie, suddenly he is a Mr. Old School Principal Ninja Turtle guy. <laughs> you know, honestly, I had not I had not seen that shitty Nickelodeon one with the CG turtles. Other than Every Day in the Shower. Uh, well, it's, it's, I didn't know that's what it was from. That's how ignorant you are. Why would you buy a shower curtain yeah. on a show you've never seen? I've seen Ninja Turtles. I why just would you a- get, if you've seen the old one and you see how stupid the new one is, why would you get a shower I curtain? Are you saying all seen- Ninja Turtles look alike? No, Sean. <laughs> you didn't know it was the new one? The art style is completely different, it's obvious. You're okay. such a non-fan that you didn't even recognize that the new ones are not the I old ones. I recognize that they're triggered. triggered. You know what? I'm, I, you just <laughs> triggered the fuck out of me right now. My John, bad. I got uh, I got one last voicemail. This Glad that this button one, got used. <laughs> this one's for Sean. Oh boy. Hey, Sean, I heard you got a gig. Better come back soon, or you a dirty bitch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Weird Matthew McConaughey. He wanted to have a proper send off. That's <laughs> a hell of a sign off. Yeah, and I, he said that to me right before we recorded, and uh, he's. I, I said, "Hey, man, you, you got anything for Sean?" He said, "Yeah, dude, I'm on it." And then, like, seconds later, go, sent. <laughs> hey, Sean. He's just waiting for your emails. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, hey, if you need some new uh, clean piss for uh, your new job, just let me know. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>